1: It's time for the B A Q A, the B A Q A. Wait, what was the B? Mandy, what's the B? The B A Q No.
0: the B A Q A. I'm frozen. <laughs> I don't know. Did we have a B? We did have a kind of a like cadence. Like it's time for the. It's time. Give for me a
1: beat. beat. <laughs> anyway, y'all know it's time for the B A Q A. That's Brown Ambition Question and Answer episode. You guys have the questions. And we kind of have some answers, although legally we're not responsible for anything that you decide to do because you're grown and we just- have some ideas. Yes, we have some ideas. That's what we have. Mm -hmm. Some ideas. And then you can decide as a grown adult with your own agency, what do you want (laughs) to do? Either way, that's a much longer title than BAQA. So we just stick with (laughs) BAQA. All right. um, So we've got two questions that are home
0: related-
1: um, so this is from our homies. Mandy, you wanna start? Rolling with
0: the homies. Yeah, I would love to start. <clears throat> As professional homeowners ourselves, we feel very <laughs> specially equipped for this. <laughs> Plus, there's a lot of talk out there about owning a home in this crazy, crazy market. Okay, first comes from listener who asks, "Hello, my financial girlfriends. I love the show. I'm looking to make some upgrades." upgrades to our home. But the price tag for all the changes I want to make keeps me from moving forward. How did you guys go about making renovations to your home? Did you set a budget? If so, how did you determine the budget? I'm looking for any tips you can share.
1: Oh, hey, girlfriend. Hey, girl. Hey, hi.
0: Well, you and I both had very different reno situations. So what was your approach?
1: So well, with our reno situation, we were doing a, a complete gut. I'm talking about like new electric, new plumbing. And so, you know, we would look for a um, contractor to, you know, who was going to give us like basically a general bid. But what I realized first, which was actually really helpful, is I actually found a designer first, which actually helped because the designer was able to help me really see through some of the things I was not thinking about. So we kind of created like this like wish list of all the things I wanted in the house. And so when we met with contractors, she was able to be like, so I might be like new plumbing. She's like, yes, but this bathroom has to be resized. So it was like these. There were things. So if I was gonna do like huge, huge project, to me, it's worth it to also get some like design consulting, you know, um, on, on top of that. And so we had like a general, you know, not a general. Like we had the contractor give us a very detail oriented how much it was gonna cost. So we bought the house from one, for one eighty, and I believe the the proposal was for one eighty. Although we got proposals for like sixty thousand, ninety thousand we got proposals for 250. And so I kind of went with someone in the middle because like the the high one seemed too high because of like based upon what we needed and the low one was clearly a lie because oftentimes uh, folks will lowball you just so they can raise the price later. They're just trying to get you in the door. And so we chose this guy, Justin, and for the most part, he was cool. And, uh, but also having the designer really helped because like, I remember the first day, I don't know, like the size of a half bath when it's framed out meaning it's just the wood it looks big so she went in and was like oh heck no and now and she pushed it out a few feet i'm like it's gonna be too big she's like no tiffany you're not understanding how many inches you know uh, um the walls and the and the drywall and everything are going to take up and she was right because now the half bath it's like just big enough and it had if it had been smaller it would have been honestly just like unusable and
0: so is it the little tiny one downstairs? Yes, the little powder room. Mm-hmm. Girl, when I tell you if my hips were an inch bigger, I would not have made it out of that bathroom. <laughs> so you have had to come with the butter. <laughs> like <laughs> I he... almost had to call for help. I was like, ah, yeah. And so he I wanted. wanted to he... This he was gonna make it smaller. She was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> so yeah,
1: so you like these are things like so for us. We kind of had I had in my mind that one one eighty, but then we had a thirty percent reserve, meaning that. We knew that something might come up, like there was a sewage pipe that we didn't anticipate having to move that was $10,000. There were some other things that like, you know, came up. And so I want to say altogether, we probably spent $200,000 renovating the house. So for us, you know, we, we had saved and and, and and budgeted for a number of years before we purchased the house and did the renovations. But if there was something that we were going to do that was lighter, honestly, One of the things I I learned from that renovation was my uh, realtor was, I mean, my um, designer was also a realtor. She wasn't my realtor, but she was also a realtor. And so she would tell us certain areas of the house, like, this is where you should splurge and this is where, girl, it's not even that serious, based upon where I was going to get my money back for resale value. So that's honestly, if I was going to do it differently now, let's just say I got another house, it doesn't need a huge renovation. But i wanted to make some changes i would connect with a realtor to kind of get a better understanding of where i was going to get my return on investment from and to understand how much money i should put into it she was really good her name is rihanna her her business is called remain home her husband is an engineer and a contractor and she's a designer so they used to walk through with us and say, Tiffany, it's worth it to get the ACs, but it's honestly not worth it to put Marvel in Supergirl's bathroom. Cause that's what I wanted to do. She was like, no girl, she does not need Marvel. <laughs> 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 you know, and then he would say, like Jermaine, her husband would be like, you know, this is where you're gonna, you'll get 60 cents on the dollar back from here, but you'll probably get 80 cents on the dollar back from here. So partnering with a designer, partnering with a realtor to figure out where you can get the most bang for your buck is probably my advice.
0: Yeah, that's, that's great. And you did everything kind of all at once, right? Mm -hmm. Seven months. Seven months. Yeah. So we did a big renovation when we got our house. And it was a, I can't even imagine what was our house before. It was a two, it was a three bedroom, two, one and a half bath, and we turned it into a, Still a three-bedroom, but we added a master bath and a master closet and all these big things and flipped the kitchen and turned that into a – put a laundry room in and a powder room, et cetera, in an extra bathroom. It was a big deal at the time. It was about – we were quoted 110000 from our contractor, and we were the same way if we had three different bids. My first thing is to get three different bids for whatever work you're trying to get done. It's tedious. It's annoying. They'll flake on you, et cetera, but it's really important to get that out of the way so that you – you can tell if they're flaking, they're probably going to flake later and then you can get a good sense of the ranges and we went with the middle estimate from the guy who routinely showed up for us. Mm-hmm. Uh 110 and he broke that into 10 payments, so you paid we were cutting like 10,000 dollars 11,000 checks every time a phase was completed. Mm-hmm. In our case, we had the cash on hand, but by the end of the renovation, we were down to like at the last amount of money that I would felt comfortable spending on the renovation, so we didn't do everything at that one time. Okay. Cut to so that was 2018, renovation done like early 2019, we just finally did a, a big project that we've been wanting to do since the beginning, but we wanted to wait till we had more cash on hand. And that was our backyard, our deck. I'm pointing to it like y'all can see. <laughs> yeah. But our deck in the backyard, <laughs> for that, we did set a budget, I said, I didn't want to go over 15,000. And that to me, based on my research was a reasonable amount of money. And a couple of my neighbors had gotten decks done. And we went ahead and we got quotes. And when I had that budget in mind, I also, I also thought about the size of the deck and the materials that went into the deck because it can get more expensive depending on do you want stone? Do you want real wood? Do you want composite wood? Da, 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 you know, all these different options. So we settled on the budget and then it was like, even if you settle on your budget and you get the plans approved, they start the work, you, inevitably they're going to come to you and say, oh, the color brown that you wanted for the of wood course. composite is just mm, it's delayed because of COVID. So how about these? They're priced at 30% more, that, but, you know, they're nice. They're available now. And I had to stick to my budget and say, mm-hmm. you know, we'll wait Girl. a few more weeks. It'll be fine. Mm-hmm. You know, and and that was happening. But we, we really did manage to stay on 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 budget for that 15K. We chose to pay for it in one lump sum because we had the cash on hand. But another tool that I've used when we did our HVAC, for example, which was part of our initial renovation, we replaced all of our steam radiators with a central air conditioning unit. And we also put individual units on the upstairs, et cetera. And for that, that was about $30,000. And they offered 0% financing for 18 months. And so we financed it that way. Okay. And I think that that gave us... One, it's the power of having good credit because you can qualify for those zero percent financing offers. And it gave us additional cash flow because just so I could sleep at night, having those cash reserves, knowing that I didn't have to part with 30 grand right up front. And that worked out. But we had to, I think we yeah, we had to we ended up making a pretty big final payment because even with 18 months at the term of the loan and at the monthly payment that we were paying we were not going to fully pay off the loan mm. in 18 months the way that it was written and had we left even 1 cent on that loan that there was a deferred through. interest clause mm. yeah yeah there was a well there was a deferred interest clause which means they would have pretended as if we had not been that they would have gone back to the beginning of the 30 grand mm. and applied interest to the loan which could have made it over 40 grand yeah. you know so i i put my gal- my calendar alert and i was like you need to pay that off you know 17 months not 18 months. Mm-hmm. So that's that's definitely a word of caution, but 0% financing plans if you got them and they in a lot of established contractors or businesses that do home remodeling, they will offer that. So read the fine print. If you have good credit, I think that that's an option. Another option is a home equity loan. So a lot of and this was wildly popular in the pandemic. You saw a lot of homeowners because home prices were just going up everywhere, right? And suddenly you had a lot more equity. In your home that you could leverage. And just to kind of back it up, when you have equity in your home, it's it's how much your home is worth minus how much loan you still owe on it. So if you have a $500,000 house, you only owe 100 grand on it. And it's worth today 500,000, then you have $400,000 in equity. And banks will often loan you money through a home equity loan, up to like 80 90% of that equity. So if you have $400,000 of equity, suddenly you've got, if you want, $400,000 worth of you know, money that you could get out in the loan and then use that loan to pay for remodels or repairs or whatnot. Mm-hmm. That's an extreme example. Mm-hmm. But home equity loans tend to be a more a low rate option, a low rate alternative when it comes to uh, taking on debt to pay for a home expense or home remodel than, say, a credit card or a personal loan. But there's a key reason why they're cheaper because they're like, "Girl, it's we'll take this to... house. We will take. They got this the house. house. <laughs> yes. Okay. So it's secured by your home. That is the collateral. Mm-hmm. So keep that in mind. You have to, you know, pay it back, or you will be homeless. Yes. with a really nice bathroom that you can't use anymore. <laughs> exactly.
1: Uh, so all in all, so all in all, try your best to create uh, a list. You know, connect with a realtor to see like where your money is going to be best maximized. And budget for project by project until you can
0: get the things done that you want. Okay. Project by project. Take your time. Yes. There will always be more stuff to do. Always. It never ends. It Ooh, never ends.
1: Because you always want to renovate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling
0: you. Oh. Hey, BA fam, This episode is sponsored by State Farm. just visit squarespace.com slash to get your discount today. Remember, your online success story begins with Squarespace. So what are you waiting for? Let's build something extraordinary together. All right, to our I next got that call me-, me was that a Mimi? <laughs> yeah it was me. Yeah. Mike yeah. <laughs> <Why> Carrie. <can't we?
1: laughs> All right, our next question. I don't think this person what they said I see hashtag prideful plug. So we'll just call you prideful plug. Okay. I recently attended a first-time homebuyer seminar, Good For You, and the speaker spoke about and emphasized on FHA loans. I spoke to her one-on-one about my home purchasing plan, and she mentioned using this type of loan for an investment property then purchasing the home of my dreams, my personal home, afterwards. She mentioned that purchasing my personal home first, then an investment property would be more difficult and expensive. Me pregunta, Spanish for those of you who don't speak it, For both of you is, should I purchase an investment property as my first home so I can take advantage of the low down payment of an FHA loan? Here was my plan before attending the seminar and my financial profile. Single, in my early 30s, no kids. Credit score is 720. Salary 140K. Wants to purchase personal home in two years, in 2023 or 24. Currently saving for down payment for a conventional loan. Purchase an investment property two to three years after purchasing personal home. Paying down 20K of debt, which will be used, which will be paid off by beginning of 2022. Oh, this is cute. She said, go purchase, get with money, and read chapter four (laughs) so you can learn more (laughs) more about y'all. More about this, y'all. Powerful plug. Thank you. Thank you, girl. So this is very interesting. So if I'm going to recap it of the recap. So she's like, I want to get two homes. One for investment, one for like, you know, my dream home. Right now, she's single, ready to mingle. She makes great money. Credit score is decent. Although I'll say, sis, wait until you get to a 750. Just just so we're clear. That's the beginning of perfect credit. You will get the best interest rate available. Went to a home buyer's course. They emphasize that FHA loans might be the way to go, especially with your first home. And you're trying to figure out, so do I do do my ideal property, like my personal home first, or do I do an investment property first? So Mandra, can you want to like explain to the people like what an FHA loan is? And can you even use an FHA loan for an investment property? Cliff, no, (laughs) no,
0: but, um, (laughs) (laughs) can you share, (laughs) can you share? Wait, yes, you can. Okay. In a way. So an FHA loan, yeah, yeah. An FHA loan is like the first time home buyer's loan. In America. If you're a first time home buyer, it allows you to get a home for a low down payment. I think it's 3.5 or 5%, Mm -hmm. depending on um, credit score and things like that. So it is a very it's a, it's a definitely an option, especially for first-time homeowners. Sometimes I wonder why we didn't just do this because, you know, we, we, we scraped our little coins together to put down, I think, 15% just because I had it in my mind that I needed a big down payment. That's the right way to do it. But, you know, that left us with less cash on hand for the renovation. But hindsight 2020. So that's a huge benefit of the FHA is that you do not have to have such a large down payment, which makes it more accessible for first-time homebuyers, such as yourself. Um, here in her question, she talks about wanting a personal home first. She says she's currently saving for a down payment um, and she wants to buy that home in the next two years and then a investment property two to three years later. And she's wondering, could she use an FHA loan, I suppose, for both of these? So you can definitely buy a home, your primary residence with an FHA loan as far as investment properties go, it's it's going to be a yes, but, but a yes, but a yes, but yes, you can use a FHA loan to purchase an investment property, but there are some quid pro quos. You need to actually live in that home and call it your primary residence for at least a year. And you have to move into the home within 60 days after closing on the mortgage. And Tiffany, when we were kind of reading this before, you mentioned you could also maybe even use... You know, and to kind of get at both things at once, get an investment property, but also a primary residence mm-hmm. is uh, purchasing a, a multifamily home yep. with an FHA loan. Yeah. Which- so let's be, I want to be
1: really clear on the language because we might, t- we're saying investment property because we're talking about it as like, almost like um, lightly. Like if you go to FHA and say, I would like a loan for this investment property, they're going to say no, because it has to be technically what they consider your primary residence, which means that you're going to like May said, move in here after 60 days and live here for a year. Now, on internally, you could say this is an investment. You know, so meaning <laughs> that, you might know, exactly meaning that you can say, you know what, I'm going to get a multifamily house. So of course you can't live in every single one, up to four, four family. You can't live in four families. So you can live in one and you can rent out the other three, but they, because you live there, they won't technically consider it an investment property. Like if you live here, this is your primary residence. And as long as you live there for a year, you can keep the benefits of the FHA loan. You know, so just keep that in mind. So your whomever was not incorrect, but you would just want to be mindful because FHA loans cannot be used to finance a second home, a rental home, a vacation home, or the technical term for an investment property. Meaning you're not living here. You're just, you're using this property just for the sole purpose of making money. So what I would do is, and this is what a lot of people, you know, will truly suggest to you that if you are considering, you know, getting investment property or, or, you know, wanting to make money off of a a home, you know, that you're gonna purchase that that first property should be um your your quote unquote primary residence, at least for a year, FHA, multifamily, live there for a year. Then what you do, they call it house hacking. And this is when, when we had um who are those oh, that, that amazing couple, Iman and Christina of our journey. He, yes. I know. Yeah. I always remember their name, but they say them every week. Know. You know their name. <laughs> so so they did house hacking. House and there's also this woman named Kendra Barnes that I always partner with, that she teaches people how to house hack. So house hacking is just when you live in a place, you let someone else pay for that place, and then you can move on to another place as a result. And so then I would, you know, continue like after that year. You know, you get to keep all the benefits for your FHA loan, um, and then you get your primary residence, a new primary residence, and that's what I would do, honestly. I would, I would do that. You know, like it's and it's it would be worth it to wait. You're 30, sis. You are young, young and younger. So, yeah, I love a I love a lady with a five year plan,
0: though. Yeah, shout out to you. Five year plan and a 700 credit score, no kidding. Yes,
1: but definitely no wait till you get that 750. Here's why: <laughs> 750 is the beginning of perfect credit meaning they can't deny you the best interest rate that they have to offer you. So it's worth it to push yourself up those 30 points in the next year, which you can. Yeah, pay for credit card in full every month, sis. Get you one of them, one of your cards paid off, and then put your Netflix on it, and then automatically pay that off every month in full. You you easily jump up. So
0: well, she does talk about that twenty k. I'm thinking that twenty k debt that she says she has to pay off. That's probably what's holding her card her, mm. her credit score back. So once you get that debt paid down, and plus that will help you qualify for loans as well. Once you get that debt paid off, girl. Yeah, yeah. And I, I yes. <laughs> and the last thing is. Yes. And just the last thing on, on, you know, purchasing a home for the first time is stay within your budget. Yes. And uh, (laughs) stay within your budget. Home prices out there are so insane. Mm -hmm. Even if you do have a low down payment loan, it can still be a lot of money. Mm -hmm. When you talk about the the prices of homes that are going up and just make sure, again, like you're buying a home for the right reason. Mm -hmm. Because even if you think it's going to be a great investment, maybe it will be, but you don't, you only know what you know now and nobody, knows for sure Mm -hmm. you know what what the future may hold so just make sure you're you know doing it for the right reasons yeah stay well within your budget like if you were to see where i live like it's it's i mean it's a nice
1: house but could i afford a house probably four times more expensive yes but it would also make me nervous you know like a lot would have to shake for me to lose this home. And after I've already lost the home, I said, we ain't never going back. We ain't never going back, you know? So as a result, I wanted to be able to have a house I really enjoyed and loved with my family, but that, you know, I can more than more than afford it. So if a lot of things fall, we'll be good and I don't have to worry about where we're gonna sleep. So just keep that, I mean, don't be as afraid as I am, Yes, but just keep that in mind, yeah.
0: Hell yeah, when I left work, like nine to five work if this house was incredibly i wouldn't have been able to Mm. you know it would have been a it would have been a very different story mandy money would not have been born had i not had a home that was you know a third of our household income instead of in some places you're seeing people spend two-thirds of their household income on on housing so yes absolutely if that's one takeaway that is the takeaway homies Yes, don't go. Don't be house. Don't be house poor. It ain't a good look. This is no. for my homies. That's what this episode is dedicated to. This is for my
1: homies. See you when <laughs> I get there.
0: <laughs> I can't I want to jump in, but I have no idea no, what you're who saying. who's
1: saying? You know what? Let me do it real quick. Who's saying this is for my
0: homies? Come on now. This. Can we just sing the Clueless one? I like the Clueless song. What is that one? My homies. You know Clueless? Oh, it's What's Gangsta Lee. Sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah, that. <laughs> Rolling with my homies. Oh, yeah. Rolling with my homies.
1: Rolling Incluous. with my... Come on, Mandy. I'm I'm, I'm getting... I'm, yeah. Me. <laughs> yes. Yo, they're going to be so oh. sick of us. <laughs> First of all, I love that everyone's like, Mandy is hilarious
0: and Tiffany's laugh just tickles me. <laughs> Your laugh has always been the best thing. I when I used to edit the show, I would just I would end it on your ch- on your chuckle. <laughs> Whenever we would go out with Tiffany giggling, I'd be like, there's the show. Forget what I said after that. That's the ending. <laughs>
1: Well, if you have any additional questions, please, we love them. Continue to ask.
0: <laughs> yes. Hit us up. We are on IG at Brown Ambition Podcast. You can also hit us up directly, brownambitionpodcast at gmail.com.
1: Mm-hmm. And if you really thought this episode was really helpful, you know, a friend that's buying a house, a mom, dad, sister, cousin, and then, you know, take the link from this show and share it with them directly. Share it in your group chat. You know the group chat. Want to chat. So, um, yeah, we would love, love, love to connect with more people, your people. Because if you like us, that means we would like them. Okay. Hopefully.
0: Yes. Or else it'll be awkward.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Until next week.